Hey, Sound Opinions listeners, if you support us on Patreon, you get to listen to our podcast ad-free on Patreon. So now, ladies and gentlemen, it is start time. Are you ready for start time? listening to Sound Opinions, and this week we'll be sharing our favorite songs about escaping another pandemic winter. Getting away on vacation, Greg. (laughs) I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cott. But first, Jim and I have a new album to review by Mitski. That is a little bit of the song Working for the Knife by Mitski from her sixth studio album, Laurel Hell. Greg, uh, one of the primary sad indie girls in music for the last decade. That's a description ladled upon her, but she has laughed at it. Mitsuki Mayawaki uh, was born in Japan. A white dad, a Japanese mother, Grew up all over the world, though, because Dad was in the U.S. State Department. Turkey, China, Malaysia, the Czech Republic, Democratic Republic of Congo. Mm-hmm. A true global perspective. She began singing in uh, high school choir and at age 18 became a songwriter, writing her first song, on the piano. She has built up a devoted underground following over the course of the preceding five albums and struck a very wonderful artistic productive uh, collaboration with a producer. After her second album, uh, since then, she has been working with Patrick Hyland. He is at the helm at this new album. Now, in 2019, before the world ended, Mitski was touring and beginning to incorporate a lot more theater and dance into her performances, drawing on Japanese buto, dance theater, performers drawing on, on all these emotions with repetitive gestures. And then promptly, uh, she decided she was going to get out of music and find another life. Mm-hmm. Then she reconsidered yeah, again. Right. Uh, you know, these songs date some of them from 2018. She finished them during the pandemic lockdown. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say her fans have been eagerly awaiting this new music. Let's play a song from Laurel Hell, and then we'll come back and give our opinions. This is an interesting track, Greg, uh, The Only Heartbreaker, which Mitski co-wrote with Dan Wilson. I remember him from Trip Shakespeare, others from Semisonic mm-hmm. uh, during the alt era, but he has since become a very much in-demand pop songwriter with a lot of people, you know, wrote Closing Time, among other hits. Right. Here is Mitski from Laurel Hell.
That is the only heartbreaker from the new Mitski album, Laurel Hell, uh, an intriguing album title, Jim. You know, those laurels on the side of a mountain, the shrubs that grow, yeah. beautiful exterior, but when you start walking through or around them, you suddenly get stuck, and well, uh, it's not very pleasant experience. Well, there's also an echo there. You know, there's been a big resurgence of fascination in the Laurel Canyon moment That's of true uh, too. California singer-songwriter, and, and Mitski is aware of that, but not that. Right. Well, you know, the whole idea of contrasting you know, emotions is a big part of this record. You know, as you mentioned, she was thinking about quitting music a couple of years ago and just going away completely. And to me, this record is is filled with that ambiguity, not only just about, you know, where's my music going, but where's my life going? Uh, well, I, you see, I think I'm glad we played Working for the Knife bumping in. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it was a single, but also uh, it opens with this line, I cry at the start of every movie. Yeah. I guess because I wish I was making things too. Right, right. She right. can't stay retired. Well, well, right. And, and uh, working for the knife, also quotable lyric, I used to think I'd be done by 20. Now at 29, the road ahead appears the same. Mm. You know, she's dealing with all these issues. At the same time, she's made probably the bounciest pop album of her career. At least half the tracks qualify as genuine synth pop. To a lot of 80s references. Yeah. Who's not referencing the 80s in, in pop music right now? It seems to be like the go-to decade for reference points. She's diving in as well. Mitski is not a woman who has made the same record twice ever in her no. career. I mean, she's made six albums, if you count the couple that she did in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she's done done piano-based records. She's done records with 60-piece orchestras, guitar-based records. Now this is very synth-based. Um, so her musical uh, acumen is, is widespread. This is the sunniest album in terms of sound, at least for, for half of it. There's some darker stuff on this record as well. You get about midway through that record, and, and you hit a couple of, like, really peak moments yeah. that are poppy. But then you realize there's an incredible amount of melancholy underlining almost all of these songs. And, you know, Stay Soft, she sings about, open up your heart like the gates of hell. Greg, she had a manifesto going into the making of this album. She said, I needed love songs about real relationships mm-hmm. that are not power struggles to be won or lost. Right, right. Some people are saying, well, she's, she can't figure out what she really wants to do. And I think that's the appeal to me of this record. She's not making a straightforward pop album. She's making a, a pop album with a lot of layers to it. And, you know, in, in that regard, it, it stands with Mitski's best work. Oh, yeah. I, I You know, it drew me in completely. And I was thinking, I was thinking about the word beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. It seems like many critics use it as a like backhanded insult, you mm-hmm. know. But it truly is these synthesizer backings that Patrick Highland has built, Mitski's own keyboards and her voice. It truly is beautiful. And then you get that sour sweet thing that we talk about so often, where she's been hurt, she is wary, uh, she is hesitant, but now more than ever she is longing for connection like all of us are in the middle of COVID lockdown. And so it's, it's uh, you know, often the music and the lyrics are at odds. And to me, when it's done well, that makes for fascinating art. Yeah. And, and she is a great artist. Well, those are our thoughts on Laurel Hell by Mitski. If you have an opinion to share, visit us on our Patreon group or the Sound Opinions Facebook group. Or you can leave a message on our website, soundopinions.org. We love having your voice on the show. On and on and in the sun. 
You know, Greg, uh, we were talking about ideas for a list show uh, to do here in the dead winter months. And uh, I say this as apparently 14 inches of snow loom <laughs> for us in the next uh, 24 hours. Yes. Uh, I'm still clearing out snow and ice from the last storm. Uh, in between, of course, the temperature plummeted. There was a balmy high of seven degrees. And uh, plus, you know, I just miss our producers. We're back on Zoom for fear of Omicron. We haven't been in the same room. You and I are here. We are in each other's bubbles, like you and me and our spouses. But, you know, if, if Sound Opinion's finances were bottomless, they are not. We appreciate your support, listeners and underwriters. Um, I would say, man, we got to do like a corporate getaway. Corporate's a mm-hmm. bad word to even use for us, right? But wouldn't a week in Santa Fe... Be just like amazing. Uh, a week anywhere relatively warm <laughs> and cool would be amazing right now. Um, you know, I, I haven't been on a plane in two years, and I, no, I think me neither. I think everybody, a lot of people, are in the same boat, uh, I, so uh, to speak. The the flying thing has really yeah. uh, thrown me. So the idea uh, we came up with was uh, songs about getting away. Now, it might be physically, like on vacation. It might be just mental. Escape. Escape. Please. I want to get out of where I am right now, and I am going to start us off with uh, one of the greatest instrumentals in rock history uh, that uh, no matter when or where you are when you hear it, I think it transports you to our 50th state, Hawaii <laughs> 5-0. Um, I'm, of course, talking about the theme to the old TV show, Hawaii Five-0 by The Ventures. And the other reason I wanted to play this, uh, Greg, is um, the last surviving member of that group, Don Wilson, co-founder and rhythm guitarist, uh, just died on January 22 uh, at his home in Tacoma, Washington. He was 88 years old. What a fantastic song. Uh, you know, what is it that without any lyrics, just this mm-hmm. music? I mean, I, mean, I know I, I can't remember ever sitting still. I would have been a kid for an entire episode of the TV show. Yes. But you hear this music and you think rolling surf in Hawaii. And I've heard it so many times because, you know, as an aspiring young drummer, every young drummer tries, of a certain age, tried to learn that solo. Mm-hmm. I never oh, yeah. got there. Never got there. Never got there, right? You know, uh, what a fantastic uh, instrumental, so evocative of of sun and sand and surf. Uh, not, you know, I don't even like the beach, really, but I sure would love to be in Hawaii right now. The Ventures, Hawaii Five O theme. Doesn't that just, it? like, you can't not react physically when you hear that. Yeah, it, those booming drums. Mel Taylor, right? Yeah. Um, incredible. Unbelievable. Um, just takes you right there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm also going uh, somewhere in the middle of an ocean. I'm going to take us to the Bahamas with uh, Funky Nassau by the uh, beginning of the end in 1971. Uh, this is a band of brothers from Nassau. Uh, the Bahamas. A group formed in 69, three brothers, Frank, Raphael, and Roy uh, Munnings. 
plus uh, plus a, a bass and guitar. So they had a, it's a five piece band. Made a couple of albums, very influenced by Sly and the Family Stone. Had their mm. own take on on that whole tradition. In fact, the song uh, uh, "Funky Nassau" is in part a tribute to uh, uh, Sly and the Family Stone's "Dance to the Music." Um, and you know the lyrics. It's lyrically, it's evocative of what the uh, Caribbean. The Bahamas are all about. I've, I've spent a little bit of time down there. You know, it's kind of that Jamaican vibe everywhere you go and whatever yeah. island you're on. Everything just slows down. <laughs> you know? If, you, if your heart rate's way too high, you yeah. know, if you've got anxiety, everything's a rush, your life is just full of stress, you go there and everybody just, you know, let's take it down a few notches here, dude. You know, relax. Nothing, yeah. nothing yeah. bad's going to happen. You know, it's you know, it's all small stuff down there. Don't worry about it. You know, yeah, we're gonna take the stress away. This song puts me right in that mood. Funky Nassau by the beginning of the end. Nassau's gone funky. Nassau's gone slow. We've got a dog on beat now. We're gonna call our very own. That is Funky Nassau. Mini skirts, maxi skirts, and Afro hairdos. People doing their own thing. They don't care about me or you. <laughs> I love it. You know, someday, you've been talking about it uh, for decades now. Someday I want to see one of those pictures of you with your Afro in college. Well, they're ubiquitous. I, well, I, I just... And somebody just sent me one the other day, so yeah, it's gig- <laughs> it, it's really hideous. Maybe it's we make it a, a Patreon yeah. a bonus offer, right? Uh, as I said, if if uh, we were the kind of people who had a corporation with money, we would like <laughs> be having a uh, corporate group retreat. Uh, but the idea of getting away is not yours and mine alone. We want to share some picks with our our producers. And first up is Andrew Gill, who was complaining. He said, well, this is a really you know, typical indie rock mm. pick. And I, I don't think so at all. I've disparaged this band, but I maintain that one in three of its 7,000 songs is really brilliant. And Andrew chose a good one. Hey, guys. My pick for a song about getting away is from Guided by Voices' 1995 album, Alien Lanes. It's Motor Away. Very basic indie rock bro pick, I know, but uh, it's just a song I've loved for many, many years. I know I'm I'm not very unique in that, but um, it's a song that has soundtracked many, many road trips for me. Um, and it's funny, you know, you watch their music video for that song. Um, it's them waiting on the side of the road with a broken down van, uh, waiting for a tow truck driver to come pick them up. So, uh, maybe that that's a little less of an optimistic image than the song sound really gives you. It's like this, you know, they're British invasion influences, but new and fresh sounding. It's a really infectious song. It'll really, uh, make you kind of push the gas pedal down a little bit more as you're getting out on the freeway, um, feeling that freedom that comes at the beginning of a road trip. And it's specifically road trips. This is not about flying somewhere. This is about a road trip. But, I mean, even more accurately, this is about breaking free. Uh, So maybe it should have gone on that list that we did a few months back. But um, regardless, this is my vacation song. This is my song that 
really gets me in the mindset of being free, uh, going and, and, uh, the opportunity and optimism that you feel at the beginning of a, of a good trip. So Motor Away by Guided by Voices. That's my song about vacation. When you free yourself From the chance of a lifetime You can be anyone they told you to You can be little every little voice that told you so And then the time will come Motor Away by Guided by Voices. Excellent pick, Andrew. And uh, unlike Jim, I'm a huge GBV fan, and it is one of many, many classics that the band has in its catalog. Well, one in three out of 7,000 songs is pretty good batting average, Yes, there's also bad ones. Well, I mean, I think the batting average is higher than that. All right. Anyway, uh, speaking of high batting averages, we have our other ace producer, Alex Claiborne, with the next pick. Thanks again for having me, guys. My pick for my favorite song about getting away is one that actually came out last year in 2021 and it's from Jim's favorite record of the year Comfort to Me by the Australian band Amel and the Sniffers. You know, I had a lot of different choices going around about which song I would choose and this one feels like a pandemic getaway song. It's talking about, you know, renting a car. It's called Hertz and it's talking about getting away to the countryside, appreciating things like bugs and animals and, you know, things native to where you're going um, and just having a fun time with the person you love and you don't have to get that far away to enjoy yourself and to, you know, be present in the moment. It's just a great punk song. It's got a great guitar riff in it and uh, yeah, it's it's a no-brainer for me. Hertz by Emil and the Sniffers on Sound Opinions. Alex's pick for a getaway song, Emil and the Sniffers, hurts. You know, Alex, I couldn't be prouder. Sometimes as a college <laughs> professor, sometimes as a critic and broadcaster, you wonder, does anybody, does anybody agree with me? Alex agrees with me. I love it. Emil <laughs> and the Sniffers. Coming up, we share more of our favorite songs about getting away in a minute on Sound Opinions. And we're back. We are escaping the winter doldrums through songs about getting away this week. And Jim has got the next pick. I do, Greg. And you and I both just said neither of us have been on a plane since uh, the beginning of the end of the world. And we're still (laughs) hesitant about getting on one now. Nevertheless, I long to say, point me at the sky Mm. and let it fly. Yes, uh, just six people just recognize that reference. I'm going to play Pink Floyd's rarest track ever. 
That's according to the guys in the Floyd. Um, it was only a single, uh, and the first collaboration between David Gilmore and Roger Waters, uh, soon after Gilmore joined the band replacing Sid Barrett. Point me at this guy. Uh, it was the B-side that took off. Careful with that axe, Eugene. Became mm. a staple for Pink Floyd in concert for, you know, 15 years, right? But this little pop song is so mm. weird and bizarre, and I, I fell in love with it anew recently. I did a, uh, an interview with Nick Mason mm. and, and reviewed his Roundhouse uh, concert and when he was doing his tribute to Pink Floyd. Uh, and, and he played this, and I, I loved it that he dug that deep. Um, I love this song so much, Point Me at the Sky and, and Let It Fly, right, that I even forgive the typical Roger Waters uh, just nasty insult to fat people. <laughs> Do you know it? No, I didn't realize not, that was uh, true about this. No, one. Waters Waters in 1968 is telling us, if you survive till 2005, I hope you're exceedingly thin, for if you are stout, you will have to breathe out so the man next to you can breathe in. Ooh, in other words, hmm. overpopulation of the globe is a problem uh, and uh, no fat people. Um, <laughs> It's not really scintillating poetry either. You know? No, insult right. aside, it's not very good. Well, but. you know, yeah, Roger Waters today, as you know, the grand conceptual mm. uh, genius of rock of a certain period, would like to forget certain songs, I think, and this is one of them. But darn, it's a great psychedelic pop ditty. Pink Floyd, point me at the sky. I love that. One of the rarest Pink Floyd tracks ever. They weren't playing that once they got, like, important. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that's a deep track, as they say. Yes. Uh, this next one's not a deep track, but uh, it is a, about a subject near and dear to my heart. I have dreams about someday going to Paris. I can't believe I haven't been able to get over. You've never been? We've had to cancel two trips to Paris for various reasons over uh. the years. I'm hoping to finally get there. It's my dream location, you know. Besides it Italy, I, I, I think about France and thinking about getting there and seeing it and going to Normandy and all that oh, I've business. Been lucky but enough. Um, yeah, Joni Mitchell, free man in Paris. I mean, that's the way I feel. I'm going to be a free man in Paris if I ever get there. <laughs> uh, and, and I love the way that she's she's used the city as a symbol of liberation in, mm -hmm. in various songs over the years. This this song in particular was written about uh, David Geffen. Uh, who adored her music, was one of yeah. her early champions. And, um, you know, this was her little little uh, tribute to David, saying, you know, this is a w your way of escaping from California. And somewhere you can be there, you can be an out gay man in Paris uh, and not just a record company mogul. You yeah. know, she, she had am amazing empathy and understanding of who he was and, and sort of personifies him in this song. But the, the, the whole notion of Paris and freedom... Uh, seems to go together so beautifully in this Joni Mitchell tune. Free Man in Paris from Joni from 1974 on Sound Opinions. I was a free man in Paris. I felt unfettered and alive. There was nobody calling me up for favors. And no one's future to decide. You know I go back there tomorrow. 
That is the great Joni Mitchell with one of her classics, Free Man in Paris, on well, Sound Opinions. I, I agree, Greg, and now we're going to turn to the great Mary Bernthal, our Columbia College uh, Chicago intern this semester for one of her picks. So my song about getting away is I Love Hot Nights by Jonathan Richmond and the Modern Lovers off of the Modern Lovers 88 album. It's a song that I immediately fell in love with the first time I heard it, and I've been a pretty big Jonathan Richmond fan ever since. He has this effortless ability to welcome you directly into whatever quirky world he's created, like your old friends, just chilling out and catching up with each other. And I think I Love Hot Nights in particular really exemplifies that with this percussive, upbeat, jangly guitar intro that immediately makes you want to dance around. And then he comes in with the hook of, I love those hot nights when a t-shirt feels right. And it's like, hell yeah, Jonathan, you're so right. Who, who doesn't love that? So since it's the middle of the winter right now, and notably not hot at night at all, the song is one that I like to turn on sometimes just to kind of get away from it all. I like to close my eyes and imagine I'm just wandering around some humid little beach town in the summer with my friends, no worries, and just enjoying a hot night. Well, I love those hot nights when a t-shirt feels right. You stay up later when everything's outside. I stay up later, why say no? And I run through the crowd when everything says go. Oh, oh, oh. All right, Mary. That's a that's a good choice. Uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Richmond, yeah. And Roadrunner, you know? Yeah. Let's go on that highway. Where are we going, Jim? I don't care. Jonathan, Wait, away from here. Jonathan actually has a number of really good songs about getting away, so I'm glad that, that Mary pointed us to one. Well, I'm uh, going uh, now, Greg, to Memphis, but dreaming in Memphis about going elsewhere. Um, hmm. One of the rarest uh, tracks, uh, underheralded on number one record, the 1972 debut by Big Star, the India song written by bassist Andy Hummel. Now, of course, Big Star had two incredible songwriters, the late, great Alex Chilton and the late, great Chris Bell. But they threw the bassist one, right? And it's this weird little track that revolves around, in part, I gather, there was a Mellotron at Arden Studios. Let's play with the Mellotron, mm. right? You know, uh, like the Beatles did at Abbey Road. And it's this whimsical kind of mystical little track. I'd like to go to India, live in a big white house in the forest, drink gin and tonic and play a grand piano, read a few books far from what saddens my heart. Greg, I've always thought Andy was singing uh, less specifically about India in the British imperial period. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, then about just escapism to the most uh, exotic place he could think of. Probably grew up reading uh, Kipling, and, uh, and so I'd like mm-hmm. to go to India. Uh, what, a, what an odd and wonderful little outlier on a brilliant album. So, big star, the India song on Sound Opinions. Far from 
mighty big star. Where are you going next, Greg? I am going to uh, Hollywood, uh, courtesy of Ronnie Spector. I haven't been able to stop thinking about Ronnie since she died, especially. Uh, I always think about Ronnie, but especially so in the last few weeks. Uh, for some reason, this the, her her death really hit me hard, and I did I did sort of go on a Ronnie Bender going, you know, listen, re-listening to a lot of the stuff that I've cherished over the years. So many great tracks, and all of the tributes to her, most of them highlighted, you know, the ones we all know. Right. And, you know, the thing is that Ronnie was the one who made me like one Billy Joel song. So yeah. I don't know if I owe her for that or if I just, like, am astonished by that. But Ronnie Spector uh, did an incredible job with a Billy Joel song called uh, Say Goodbye to Hollywood and mm. talk about a getaway song. This is about, Billy, Joel wrote this song about, you know, finally realizing that a place you've loved or lived in forever uh, is no longer healthy for you, not mm. so much physically, but mentally. Just It's time to get away from that place. And I think a lot of us are saying yeah. <laughs> similar <laughs> things right now. This is, you know, staying yeah. in one place for a very long time, sometimes that wears out its welcome, and you just need to get away. Um, the other thing I love about the song, and Billy Joel, for whatever we may think of him, and I'm not a huge Billy Joel fan by any stretch, he did have an incredible affection for, uh, you know, 50s and early 60s, uh, rock and roll and R&B, and this, and in, yeah. this in, in a lot of ways was his tribute to the Ronettes. Mm. Um, you know, I was reading the backstory on, on how he came to compose the song. He, he flat out said, I want, I'm paying tribute to those Spectre productions, specifically the ones he was doing with the Ronettes. Mm. So in, in some ways, Ronnie returns the favor here. Back by the E Street Band, who in 1977, when this song was recorded, was basically out of work because Springsteen was fighting this big legal mm. tussle he yeah. had with his former manager at the time. So they were sidelined. They were looking for work. And yeah. Ronnie said, hey, guys, you know, I know I you're fans. <laughs> I got a job for you. They recorded a knockout version of Say Goodbye to Hollywood. Ronnie Spector from 1977 on Sound Dependence. Goodbye to Hollywood. Time to move on. That's what Ronnie Spector says in that song. We're going next to, uh, we're going back to Hawaii, courtesy of Sol Delgadillo, who uh, was our first Columbia College intern, who's now an associate producer. I chose Driving to Hawaii by Somersault. Um, I first found this song in 2017 through a mix CD, of all things. Um, it reminds me more of a place in time than it does about Hawaii itself. Uh, my partner gave me this mix CD on our first date with 22 tracks. That was basically the soundtrack to the whole date. Um, this is one of those songs that brings me back to that summer. We've never had the chance to travel to a place like Hawaii or really anywhere that wasn't by car, but I like to think that one day soon we'll be able to. Driving to Hawaii is just one of those feel-good songs with really sweet lyrics about a person that you love. And I feel like that perfectly fits the theme of getting away. When we're together, we've always such nice weather. Guess we don't need these places anyway. Sometimes it doesn't matter geographically where you are. When you're with the right people, it can seem like you're escaping a bit of reality. Driving. 
right, Seoul. Well, that's you know that's two votes for Hawaii so far. Mm -hmm. So maybe the Sound Opinions retreat needs to go to Hawaii. I'm all for it. You know, I, uh, anywhere, I'm Jim, down anywhere, anywhere. Yeah. Let's, you know, let's go to Aurora. You know, I don't, you know. <laughs> it's not warm in Aurora. <laughs> uh, that's true. Yeah. When we come back, we'll wrap up our playlist of our favorite tracks about getting away. That's in a minute on Sound Opinions. And we are back. This week, we are charting songs about getting away on vacation or just out of here right now. We both have a couple more. And Greg, you chose uh, Free Man in Paris earlier by Joni Mitchell. Uh, I won't even be specific. I, I, I think uh, uh, Italy and uh, Paris are my, my two favorite places in the world. But I, I've been to Belgium. I've been to Switzerland. Uh, I, I would go anywhere in Europe right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and even if there was as much snow uh, as there was uh, in Chicago, it's it's Europe. I could have a better right. baguette, right? There you go. So when you talk about music that was uniquely European and not just German, you've got to turn to the Beach Boys from Dusseldorf, Kraftwerk. Mm. Uh, you know, we have talked many times about their amazing ability to evoke uh, time and place with mystery. Uh, and Trans-Europe Express, the album from 77, obviously does that on the title track. Uh, you know, so much so that it spoke to uh, the nascent house musician Frankie Knuckles mm -hmm. in Chicago. You know, kind of built his career uh, uh, on Trans-Europe Express. Uh, later, the hip-hoppers in the Bronx. Uh, but Europe Endless from that same album. When you dissect the ultra-minimalist lyrics the Kraftwerk gave us on any tune, you know, uh, you're going to title a song Europe Endless and talk about the history and the beauty uh, and and the, the joy of traveling there. They give us almost nothing. Parks, hotels, and palaces, mm. Europe Endless. Promenades and avenues, <laughs> Europe Endless. It was like, I want to go, I want to go. They just sold me. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, with almost no words. Mm -hmm. A great craft work track. With, with so little, they have like the whole history of centuries of beauty and, and you know, some ugliness in Europe. Uh, yeah, well, it, it's incredibly evocative and still sounds uh, futuristic, even, you know, uh, a half century later, right? Yeah, It's yeah. incredible stuff. I'm going to stay in Europe, and I'm going to talk about Bronski Beat a little bit here. The British synth-pop band Bronski Beat it came out with Small Town Boy as their debut single in 1984. Jimmy Somerville was a young gay man who was an outspoken advocate for his community. It can't be lost that in the 80s, the AIDS crisis was like a plague uh, for that community. In addition to the fact that if, if you were out uh, in, during this era, given, given the circumstances of AIDS, uh, the hostility uh, toward that uh, community was, was off the charts uh, at the time. Yeah. So it was very difficult being a small town boy, as he's talking about. So the, the fact that you want to get out was perfectly understandable. Um, he expressed that emotion in no uncertain terms here, but
but what you didn't feel so much was rage as as yearning desperation mm. you know the beauty of his voice he had that incredibly high tenor uh that lended it sort of an almost um a feminine quality in terms of just how um you know uh multifaceted his his impressions were of what he was going through at the time uh he grew up outside of uh, glasgow in scotland um, mm. that was his upbringing and he was reflecting some of that in in this particular song uh, mother will never understand why you had to leave, but the answers you seek will never be found at home, the song says. Uh, small Town Boy from Bronsky Beat on Sound Opinions. the great Bronsky beat Small Town Boy, one of the great singles of the 80s from 1984, talking about getting out of town. I'm with you, Greg. That is a fantastic track. Um, and I was on assignment, and I've been racking my brain since we decided to do this particular list show about why I was in L.A. and traveled uh, to El Segundo. Mm. <laughs> I, it might have been I was doing Los Lobos, and I was interviewing them individually, <laughs> and they were far flung. It might have just been somebody I knew from one of the magazines. Anyway, I wound up in El Segundo. You're in El Segundo. There's no way the whole time you're heading there, you're there, and on the way back, you're not in in your head doing a tribe called quest mm. i left my wallet in el segundo <laughs> gotta get it got got to get it um you know I, I think rarely in the history of all the pop music has a, a fairly obscure place i mean yeah, i suppose if you're in california you know it right but else i hadn't heard of el segundo before mm. and then tribe called quest makes it uh the center of a track built on a great well-chosen sample of Funky by the Chambers Brothers. They were all such deft and funny rappers and storytellers and so inventive rhythmically indeed. You know, this is from the debut album, People's Instinctive Travels and the Paths mm -hmm. of Rhythm. I just loved that crew. I think their influence uh, comes out in the wash uh, more and more every year. They, 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 they were, you know, kind of backpackers, you know, not as seriously loved in the hip-hop world at the time, but they sure are now. And it's a funny story, and it's a great track, and I think that, that music and lyrics combine to just uh, summon up the California highways. I left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. I gotta get it. I got, got to get it. My mother went away for a month-long trip. Hunting some friends on an ocean liner ship. She made a big mistake by leaving me home. I had to roam, so I picked up the phone. Got Ollie up to see what was going down. Told him I pick him up so we could drive around. Took the Dodge Dart, a 74. My mother left the yard, but I needed one. More. Tribe Called Quest. Fantastic. They are so great. I love it. How many groups can say they opened their career with three straight masterpieces? Yeah. And then, 30 plus years later, come out with another masterpiece at the close of their career. Pretty, yeah. pretty freaking amazing. I mean, never, never really made a single misturn. Exactly. Except, you know, for leaving the wallet in the cafe in El 
Right. Else <laughs> S- speaking <laughs> speaking of few misturns, um, I'm I'm a huge Rihanna fan, um, and a lot of people think about her for for the singles, but I think her albums have actually been very good, and I think Anti is probably her most underrated mm. album. You know, a lot of people were saying, well, it's her it's her arty move. You know, she's sort of swinging a little bit toward the left of center of the R and B soul pop mainstream. Uh, but to me, it was just Rihanna being herself. Um, this track uh, from the anti-album, Desperado, uh, is about self-isolation and, and how being good at being on your own uh, can be a, a saving grace. But do you really want to go there? You know, <laughs> Do you really want to be on your own? Too many uh, people have found out the answer to that yeah, in the last two years. I mean, it's its own kind of uh, cage. It's your own, you know, it's, it's your own kind of self-built prison. I want to run away, but I want to run away alone, or do I want to run away with this person that I think I love, but they don't ultimately trust? Mm. So there is a decision. She's getting away. She knows she needs to get away from the environment she's in. Does she want to go it alone? Is she the lone wolf? Or does she want to go with this person that she thinks might be good for her, but probably knows deeper down that it's going to be a toxic relationship? So I love the complexity of the idea of the I want to get out of town song added, do I want to go with this friend or not? This is what Rihanna's singing about in Desperado Mm, mm. on Sound Opinions. Desperado Sitting in a whole Monte Carlo A man who's hot as hollow Take it easy I'm not trying to go against you Actually, I'm going with you Gotta get up out of here and you and leave me I know you won't cause we share common interest You need me there and Nice one from Rihanna, Greg. Uh, I'm going to wrap up now with the first track that sprung to mind. I suppose it's super obvious, but how can you not love this song? (laughs) Rome by the B-52s. You know, at this point in time, 2022, I think, you know, most people uh, think it's been a hit forever. But I so remember uh, Cosmic Thing coming out in 1989. The B-52s were has-beens. They were washed Mm -hmm. up. It was done, right? And then uh, they come back with this album, which is just one killer song after another. Love Shack becomes a hit and Cosmic Thing. Uh, fourth single uh, from that album is Rome. And it's the only track on the album where we don't get Fred Schneider. Mm. All, all due respect to Fred, right? <laughs> but, you know, uh, you have these two incredible vocalists in Kate Pearson and Cindy Wilson. And to hear them deliver this incredibly catchy, uh, indelible pop song, Rome if you want to, Rome around the world. Now, you know, there is uh, there is a reading uh, that the 52s themselves have always been a little coy on, that it's not actually about travel, and I ain't going to say no more. That's what the Google machine <laughs> is for, okay? Uh, but, uh, you know, Rome if you want to, Rome around the world uh, without anything but the love you feel. Yeah, I mean... Let's go. <laughs> Let's roam, yeah. Greg Cott. <laughs> and uh, the B-52s on Sound Opinion. There ain't no way to listen to that song 
Rome by the B-52s and not be happier after you hear it. I'm just happy hearing Kate Pearson's voice. Anytime. And, uh, if you want to, I, 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 I still am, it was just, what a delightful interview we had with Kate Pearson. Yes. Uh, Show 504, in case anybody wants to go back and into the archive and listen I'm to it. I'm usually the one that looks it up. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. No, I, 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 I thank you for playing that track and uh, for remi- reminding me about how awesome the B-52s and Kate Pearson yes. and Cindy Wilson in particular are. Uh, and I, speaking of awesome, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Eleanor Friedberger's career. Uh, people may know her from the Fiery Furnaces with her brother Matt, but I think she's forged an equally impressive career as a solo artist. Uh, she has been a previous guest on Sound Opinions as well. Um, and I, I, the, the backstory on her uh, album from um, 2018 uh, called Rebound is about getting away to uh, the country of her heritage. She went to Greece. Mm. She'd, she'd been to Greece multiple times, but never spent a lot of time in Athens. She ended up in Athens for an extended, what turned out to be an extended stay mm. uh, after, a, after a long series of shows um, over, spread out over a couple of years for her previous album. And she had initially thought she was going to write her next album there. She didn't really do a lot of writing, but she did sort of drink in uh, the, the life in, in Athens. And in particular, a, a club called Rebound mm. was her sanctuary. And she met some people over there and started a, played in a little band and just got away from it all. It sort of remember, reminded me of Joni Mitchell, sort of, you know, escaping from civilization in the early 70s for a mm-hmm. while, you know, and going off to the Greek islands. And to, nobody knows me here, right, and right. I'm going to reinvent myself. This was a similar experience for Eleanor, and she talked about it kind of rapturously, saying that I could see ending, you know, it, when my life is coming to an end, I could see it being here. It was kind of like a morbid thought at first. She was laughing about it. But she said, this feels like home to me in a weird way, you know, and it kind of, you know, she grew up in the suburbs of, of Chicago and Oak, Oak Park, but... Greece is where her family was originally mm-hmm. from. And, and so she wrote a remarkable album sort of based around that, that trip. And here's a track from it that sort of describes the whole idea of going to this club and being a part of this new culture uh, and sort of feeling a part of it after, after a number of weeks. It's Hard is the name of the track from Eleanor Friedberger on Sound Eleanor Friedberger, It's Hard. And Greg, I'm, I'm with you. I love her solo albums. That wraps up our selections. But we want to know, do you have a favorite song about getting away? Leave a voice message on our website, soundopinions.org. Mr. Cott, we ain't going nowhere. We'll be here again next week. What do we got on the show? Well, Jim, uh, we have, for better or worse, we have never discussed the rock band Kiss in any in any form with any kind of formality, but we have we, not. We we we, uh, we do have a deep discussion that I think will surprise uh, some of our listeners in terms of what we're able to bring out about that particular band next week.
And uh, don't forget to check out our bonus podcast only feed. Yes, uh, trust us. This is not the Kiss show you might fear. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's better than that. For more sound opinions, listen to our podcast wherever you find such things. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this program belong solely to sound opinions and not necessarily to Columbia College Chicago or our sponsors. And speaking of sponsors, every week our show reaches hundreds of thousands of curious listeners from around the globe via podcast and on 150 public radio stations nationwide. If you'd like to learn more on how your business or organization can also reach this engaged and educated audience, you can email sponsor at soundopinions.org. That's sponsor at soundopinions.org. Thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters. Sound Opinions is produced by Andrew Gill, Alex Claiborne, our associate producer, Sol Delgadillo, and our intern, Mary Bernthal. Our social media consultant is Katie Cotton.